Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to this edition of the Stargazer Podcast. On in a few minutes, I have my friend Stephen X Factor Hart to talk summer movies, to talk uh, college football, to talk Olympic basketball. It'll be a lot of fun. First, before I start that, um, this is the first podcast brought to you by The Nugget, um, thenugget.com. That is spelled N-U-G-G-I-T. Uh, they're sponsoring the podcast. We want to shout out to them. If you have any clothing needs, any accessory needs, please go to thenugget.com. Uh, before we start, check out stuff new on the new Stargazer, a new Johnny Manziel column, a new political column, and a new column should be dropping tomorrow for you guys as well. Check out the clothes that we have. And with that being said, let's roll. Even better than I was the last time, baby. All right, I'd like to welcome in Stephen, X Factor Heart to the podcast. Stephen, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, Chase. How you been? I've been good, man. Uh, good. Better than the movies have been this summer. Yeah, they've been uh, pretty pathetic, honestly. Um, anytime you're relying on like a Warcraft, a big friendly giant, <laughs> and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle to be your summer blockbusters, it's been a rough one. You tell me you didn't see Warcraft, dude. I I, I know you were into that stuff, like the game. You were like <laughs> hardcore to, gamer in high school, bro. I wanted to spend fifteen dollars to go see Warcraft. Yeah, that's that's pretty pathetic. What's the worst movie you've seen this summer, dude? Honestly, uh, probably I don't know, like. Worst movie is probably Independence Day, probably just because I was so hyped for it. That hurts me. And, like, because I love, I love the first Independence Day, yeah. and then, like, uh, they announced, you know, Resurgence Day coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, like, super hyped for it. I was like, okay, this is going to be sick. Yeah. First one was awesome. Will Smith is, like, best uh, best role in that one ever, mm-hmm. and then it comes out, and I was like, okay, it's going to be sick. Went to see it, just disappointing, man, like... It was uh, it was bad. Let me just say that it was it was pretty much just like the first one redone, but just like a lot more like cheesy, uh-huh. a lot more. I don't know. They just try to like make light of the situation. It was just yeah. like it was just pathetic, dude. They pulled an all Star Wars with the same plot line throughout the whole movie. Yeah, honestly, dude. Like you know, like those movies like sci fi does or whatever, like Sharknado and like giant octopus. Oh come versus, on, don't, like, yeah. don't compare it to Sharknado. <laughs> no, I'm serious though. It was like it was like something like that. You can't compare Independence Day to Sharknado. That was my favorite childhood movie of all time, and I can't believe the sequel was that. No, I'm serious though. It was, uh, it was. There was like just like plot holes all throughout the whole movie, and it was just like, are you kidding me? Like I don't know. I just turned to my buddies when I was watching it. It was just like, dude, like this is the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's just dumb. Well, the thing, my problem with it is, I always when I'm watching commercials in the summer, I'm always like, oh, there's gonna be some cool movies like. The commercials are going to be cool and make me want to go to I've seen like two commercials that have been like oh I want to go see that the rest have been like Finding Dory and all this stuff and I so many animated movies not enough like action blockbusters and it's just been disappointing to me yeah honestly I think I've only seen Independence Day Finding Dory and I think I saw the Jungle Book as well. Jungle Book was actually pretty good. Okay. No, not the Jungle Book. Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah, Tarzan. Oh, the realistic one. Yeah, the realistic Tarzan, not Jungle Book. Where Robbie's in it too. Yeah, she's yeah, she's okay. can get in it. That's well, I'll probably have to go movie. watch that. Yeah. 
Tarzan was decent. I went to Suicide Squad last night, and the frustrating part about Suicide Squad is... It, I'm, I'm writing a column on it right now, so it will be out on my site tomorrow, but it's so so agonizingly close to being an entertaining and a very good movie. It's just like the jokes don't quite catch. The, some of the characters don't quite resonate. Yeah. Margot Robbie's Brooklyn accent doesn't quite cut it. <laughs> she gives it her best whirl. But the thing about Suicide Squad that I was pleased with is, and I think you'll see it when you, when you go watch it, is there's good enough characters to have spinoffs from it. Mm-hmm. Like, Harley Quinn and the Joker's relationship is very interesting, and they'll have spinoffs of that. I liked uh, Will Smith's character in a lot, Deadshot, where he just doesn't miss with anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'll have one with him. And then Diablo, who just... He he lights everything on fire. Like he's, I, And that's the character I thought he was going into it. I'm like, oh, a flamethrower. But he's actually like a good, deep character, and I think they'll do something with him eventually. But... I think this has been a much better better summer for uh, TV than it has for movies. Definitely. What's a summer binge watch? It's coming close to the school year, you know. What's some What's a binge watch people should get out of the way before school starts? Well, you want to talk uh, talk a summer binge watch that you should watch or that you shouldn't watch first? Let's go shouldn't first. Shouldn't first? Yes. Shouldn't waste your time with. All right. For all you Wayward Pines out there, <laughs> Wayward Pines fans out there, season one, it was like pretty legit, like... I got into that pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Watched it like I've been watching it in a lie, mm-hmm. but uh, season two came out. I watched it every week. Uh, pretty disappointing, honestly. Like uh, I have never seen a more cop out ending than I saw oh, it's in Wildfire season. Two. The whole season it was building up. <clears throat> no spoilers or anything, but the whole season was building up for something like massive to happen at the end, mm-hmm. and we were looking forward to it. Like at the end of every episode, it just like showed. Uh, they're called the Abbeys. They're pretty much like zombies type of deal, but uh, they're really smart. And it just, they just were like joining forces and the whole, the whole season, every end of episode, it was just like these more Abbeys are coming to attack this city. And like, honestly, nothing ever happens. It's so disappointing. Sorry it, for the spoiler, but. No, don't waste your time on season two. Season one, very entertaining. Watch it. It's pretty enjoyable. Season two, terrible. Just don't waste your time with it. Was it was bad. And the, the problem with it is like, there's so many characters in Wayward Pines that you just like absolutely despise and hate. Oh, yeah. And you just, like, don't want them to be a part of the show anymore. Yeah. But, like, they never, like, uh, they never, like, make the show good. Like, they, they kill off some of those characters, but it's just, like, they don't make up for it by making the show, like, decent yeah. to watch. You know what I mean? It's just, like, you're just hating these characters the whole time, and they they never make anything of the show. I've never hated a character in a wheelchair as much as I hate the blonde lady. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a rule that you can't hate, like, people in wheelchairs in movies. No, you, you can She hate makes it lady. possible. Yeah. She's she's bad. At least at least um, yeah. I, I had enough of seeing uh, Matt Dillon's perpetually confused face <laughs> in season one too. Seriously, if you watch any Matt Dillon thing, he has like four facial expressions. Do not trust me. What's a summer binge watch that people should be watching? Okay, so I think this is this like all time one of my favorite all time series right now. It's called Stranger Things. Just came out. I agree. The sickest show I've ever seen, I'm pretty sure. It's, like, pretty creepy. Like, honestly, like, I'm not, like, a huge guy into, like, the scary movie scene. It's just creepy enough. But, yeah, this is, like, perfect amount of creepy and, like, keep you on the edge of your seat and, like, you don't know what's going to happen. And if it's you on the back of your seat. Yeah, dude. (laughs) A few jumpy moments in there. Me in the back of my seat with my head covered. (laughs) 
I just use my blanket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've ever uh, turned the volume up and down so much during a TV <laughs> show to well, cope with the, the creepiness. It's just like, it's very sudden transitions, like you say. Like, it's like stuff that will make you jump. And it, it's very interesting. I don't remember a TV show that has done it as well as they have where they make young kids serious characters. And they do it very well, I think. And that was one of my favorite things about Stranger Things. Yeah, I love the the young characters in that show. And and basically what the show's about is uh, there's a boy that goes missing mysteriously. And and then the the town figures out that uh, there's this, uh, I don't know what you call it, like some monster thing Mm -hmm. from another dimension. Yeah, monster's probably the best That that is like preying on these, these... people in this town mm-hmm. um and then there's this uh <clears throat> there's this little girl that is escaped from a uh, government facility that has supernatural powers yeah <clears throat> and basically how these young kids uh try and get this boy back and uh, uh really really interesting and the the young girl ends up helping him out and uh all i can say is i'm stoked for for season two i don't know when it's coming out but it's it'll be interesting to see what it. direction they take it yeah because like they kind of closed a lot of books at the end of season one um, but they did leave enough doors open. I just, Stranger Things, for me, the monster was, like, terrifying, which is you always have to have a good villain. Um, and there were just enough stereotypical uh, scary movie-type characters, you know, the hot teenage cheerleader that doesn't really know what she's doing. <laughs> the rebellious teenager. The, the rebellious teenager. The ignorant the parents. Jocks, the, the bullies. Ju- yeah, the jocks yeah. and the bullies that slap books out of hand. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then the dad that just doesn't care what his kids are doing. <laughs> yeah, the dad that left his kids and then uh, tries to come back, but he just doesn't care at all. Another one I'll recommend, and this one I'm going to put the little explicit mark next to it, so uh, no uh, under-16 viewers on this one, but Narcos is a very like enthralling show just because it documents uh, Pablo Escobar's rise in Colombia, how he basically hijacks the government just because he's the wealthiest man and just how much cocaine he's bringing into the United States and how brutal it is. And so it's very interesting watch to me. Um, any other summer watches that you have on your mind? Um, I've been watching Mr. Robot right now. Okay. Uh, it reminds me of a lot of uh, Dexter. I don't know if any of you uh, mm. listeners out there have watched Dexter. But it's uh, it's a lot similar, but just uh, with the with uh, I guess computers and um, um, you know information security and you know the, this guy is uh, he's trying to he works for a company that provides security for online you know online stuff and he's trying to hack people and I don't know it's really good mm-hmm. recommend that one as well it's been uh, been a pretty fun uh, watch for me so far. So going from things that are fun to watch to things that aren't, uh, USA Basketball this season um, in the Olympics, I think something, something has to change because entertainment-wise, and I mean, we'll win every time, but sending 12 NBA All-Stars to beat up on teams that don't have one NBA player is just, it, it gets old to watch after a while. I mean, I'm a basketball fan, so I'll watch it, but like, if you're trying to bring in people to watch basketball, why would they waste their time watching DeMar DeRozan just absolutely destroy this little Chinese dude that doesn't that doesn't look like he's played basketball before against some of these guys? Um, one of the suggestions I have is making more Olympic events for basketball. Like, I would like to see five. Instead of just five on five, I'd like to see a three on three, a one on one, 
where countries can put multiple players out. So you could have like three US three on three teams that when it's similar levels of competition going against each other, I think would be a lot of fun, along with a dunk and a three-point contest. That'd be sweet. And that's how I think you make it interesting because right now, five on five with five NBA All-Stars against a bunch of dudes from Serbia <laughs> is never really going to work, I don't think. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, that's, that's interesting thoughts. I don't really know if there's an answer to this uh, besides like just taking professionals out of, out of the game bas- or out of the Olympics. I know that that that's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like the professional athletes couldn't play, but the typical U.S. overreaction when we lose one game and then send Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Hakeem <laughs> <laughs> Olajuwon. Yeah, pretty much. I I just think you have to make it more entertaining. I think that's the way you do it. Um, I also think this USA team. People are like, "Oh, this is a really good USA team." It's like this is clearly the B team. Like we could take a team of players that aren't playing. That would beat this team by 15 points, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, like, uh, I think the problem with this year, it's, like, it is the B team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little a little more disinteresting for, for in my point of view, because, yeah. like, if you're putting, like, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Westbrook, Westbrook mm-hmm. you know, Kobe Bryant when he was playing, like, uh-huh. you're putting, putting all these, like, super, superstars out there. Yeah. Like, that's when it's kind of, like, kind of fun, more fun yeah. for me to watch, because, like, these dudes are, like, crazy good and they're just like and they're interesting playing, to watch interesting yeah. to watch they're playing against inferior competition like they're doing crazy stuff crazy things uh-huh. and they're just obliterating these teams but you know you got like the B team and they're still like the best players in the world but they they're not doing like the, the crazy things that the A team is doing it's so like, it's like they're yeah. still beating teams by 50 points but it's just it's not as, as it's fun not good to watch. television. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not as fun to watch. It's like which would you rather watch, Stephen Curry pulling up from fifty points or Demarcus Cousins post up, which is what we have right <laughs> yeah. now. It's like no one cares. Yeah, Cousins have been bad in the Olympics. Dude. I've been watching him. He's like he's weak. No, he's getting he blocked by jump. these Chinese dudes that weigh he's like a hundred pounds. Yeah, it's it's been it's not fun to watch, dude. Like I don't know. I don't know what you do about it though. Yeah. I think changes have to be made, and I think they'll be coming soon, um, even if it is just college kids. Moving on to other college kids, we've got college football coming up this year. What are you excited about? Dude, uh, college football, best time of the year, hands down. Best For weather, sure. fall. I love the fall. But best sport, college football, is like by far my favorite to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in for an interesting year. Of course, I'm a, I'm a big U fan, have been for since uh, coming out of the womb, like yeah. uh, I yeah. love I love my U boys, so I'm stoked about that our team this year. We should do, uh, we should do some pretty big things. It should be a good uh, another good interesting year. Mm-hmm. Will Alabama repeat? I don't think so. Who do you think will? Who do you think will win this year? If you had to pick a team right now, I'm thinking Clemson, dude. Like Clemson good. is like I think uh, bringing back Deshaun Watson and mm-hmm. you know a, a star-studded offense and a defense that's really good. I think. I think they're the uh, the preseason favorites for sure. Okay. I mean, Alabama's always going to be good. They're always bringing mm-hmm. in high-quality high talent, but I just don't think they have a quarterback right now. Got to get that figured out. So uh, until that happens, I, I th- I'm picking uh, picking Clemson. Nick Saban's been fired enough, fired up enough this offseason. I think you can just put him in almost. <laughs> That's true. That's it true. seems I, like I've never seen a coach come close multiple times to fighting media, media members than Saban has this summer. Yeah, and he gets away with it all because he's Nick Saban. Well, it's crazy. When you win, I think he's won four and nine now. So if he wins this year, he'll, he'll have won 50% of the championships in his 10 years at Alabama. That's crazy, dude. That's insane. So conference winners, 
Who are you picking to win the Pac-12 this year? Um, <clears throat> out of the North, I got to go Stanford probably. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey, preseason Heisman hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll just do enough. He's he's an unbelievable talent. He, I think he should have won Heisman last year. I think he kind of got the SEC bias, yep. but. Uh, just the things that he does all around the field on special teams, on offense, on, you know, he's just like receiving the ball, running the ball, he, he's, he's super good. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm picking uh, Stanford to come out of the north. South's always a tough uh, tough decision. I think it's really anyone's game. You know, you always got your USC, UCLA favorites. You got the USC choke. <clears throat> USC's going to choke. I don't really – I'm not sold on uh, on uh, their coach, Helton. Yeah. Quite yet. We'll see what yeah. he does with the talent this year. You know, given one full year, but I'm not sold on him yet. Mm-hmm. UCLA is always like super hype, but they're never live up to expectations. Yeah. Honestly, like Utah is going to have probably the best, one of the best, if not the best, defense in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um. So you can never roll, never roll the Utes out. Um. You know, Arizona, Arizona State. I think they're kind of down here, so I don't know who's coming out of the, the South. I'd probably go with Stanford to to take the championship though. Okay. Overall. It'll be interesting to see if Oregon can have a resurgent year because last year was just embarrassing yeah, for them. Bad. They got to find a quarterback as well. I guess they got some some JUCO guy coming in though that supposed to be Vernon Adams times two. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is he from Last Chance U? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's another one of our summer recommendations: is Last Chance U. If you're a football fan, <laughs> it's uh, it follows the exploits of a community college in Mississippi. Um, the, I think they have nine or eleven, something like nine or ten players in the NFL right now, and the Division One average is like seven. <laughs> and so it's just this coach that brings in all these D one talents that have problems, and it's probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, who would you pick? So you're picking Clemson to win the ACC. Yeah. You picking against Oklahoma at all in the Big Twelve? Um. Probably not. Oklahoma's a favorite. I mean, yeah. you got TCU that may be, may be something, but they lost Boykin, so. I thought, with all the stuff Oklahoma. that's happened with Baylor this offseason, yeah. I thought they might have been able to challenge, but I don't think that's happening yeah, Baylor's anymore. Baylor's kind of in a crappy situation. Oklahoma State may, may do some things, but uh, I'm probably, yeah, you got probably got to stick with Oklahoma. The two hardest ones to pick for me are the SEC and the Big Ten. The Big Ten, I'm probably going to take Michigan. Yeah. Um, any other any dispute there? I don't think there's a dispute. This year. I th- I'm really I'm hyped on Michigan. Like yeah, I think uh, Harbaugh's coming in. He's uh, he's turning around really quick. They got some they got some great recruiting classes here. I think that they're going to be good. I mean, you can you can never like uh, never challenge Urban Meyer's teams. You know, Ohio mm-hmm. State like they're always going to be good. But I'm pretty stoked for Michigan actually, and they got some they got some sick jerseys too. <laughs> <laughs> you have some sick jerseys. They upgrade in that department. That is like the Harbaugh effect. I have never seen an Urban Meyer team flying under the radar like this Ohio State team is yeah. right now. Yeah. Like Harbaugh is just like a media juggernaut that everyone just sees and just just like him. We want to cover him. Yeah, it was like, crazy. I remember like last year Utah played Michigan their first game, and uh-huh. like literally like for like two months before the 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 season started, like. Or before that first game, mm-hmm. all you heard was like Michigan. All you heard was Harbaugh. And yeah, all, that's all. Nothing else. It was is Harbaugh and and you know and his khakis and you know his uh, his his signature sweater. But uh, it's crazy like how he just sucks up the media and just every everyone's focused on him. There's no more punchable coach in the NCAA than Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's annoying. He's a good coach though, man. He's, he's a good coach. Good recruiter. 
Who are you picking? So last Power Five conference, SEC. Um, you probably still got to go with Alabama. I think so. I think I think LSU I mean, always gets the preseason hype, but never really lives up to it. Um, Tennessee is another media Tennessee, darling. Tennessee is a media darling, but they. I think they might. They're kind of flying under the radar too right now. For, they're talented for they sure. They are very talented, and and they are, they were they were hyped last year, but I think uh, you know one year of uh, one more year of experience, one year of growth. I think I think Tennessee could actually make some uh, make some waves in the SEC. Think, talking of USC choke jobs, Tennessee has always just been. I think wasn't it Oklahoma that they had down by like twenty one points last year, and couldn't close them out. Yeah, I think it, yeah, they probably. just couldn't close games last year. Yeah. Um, so who are you picking to win the Heisman this year? Hmm. I don't know. The, I I think McCaffrey's my preseason favorite if he continues to do what he did last year. I mean, it's yeah. like dude's unstoppable in all facets of the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, teams are just keying on him. Mm-hmm. And just like focusing all their efforts on stopping McCaffrey, and he still just like goes off and yeah. on all-purpose yards. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, close second, uh, probably go with uh, Deshaun Watson from Clemson. Uh-huh. A close second, I think uh, he'll do big things for Clemson this year. He's he's uh, he's really good. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You also got like Fournette that like went off for the first half of the season last year. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Kind of tapered off after that, but. Yeah. You don't know what he's going to do either. If they get some more help offensively, like to take some of the uh, the focus off him, we'll see. One that's interesting to me that I don't think there's any way he wins it just because of kind of historical precedence, but Jabril Peppers from Michigan, yeah, I think could be like a fun pick for Heisman because they asked him what his limits going to be. He, the media was doing an interview with him. They're like, "Oh, what, what are, what's your limits going to be this year?" From Coach Harbaugh, and he's like. Oh, probably going to keep me under 100 plays most game. <laughs> he plays three ways. He, he's going to play, I think they did the, ran the numbers, he's going to play 11 positions because he's going to do slot, wide out, running back on offense. He's going to do safety, corner, linebacker okay. on defense. He's going to return punts, return kicks, and then like some other thing that he was going to do. And if, he, if Michigan wins the Big Ten and he's playing 100 plays a game, uh, three ways and performing to the level he did last year. I think if a defensive player can't win it when someone's doing that, then a defensive player just can't win it, I yeah. don't think. That dude is unbelievable. He's he's a freak athlete. Yeah, no, he's crazy. Him and Fournette are the two athletes in college football that I look at, and they're just like just How a notch that, ahead. How does that happen? That's crazy. Yeah, that's a good Dark Horse Heisman candidate prediction. I like that. I'll okay. get on board with that. What uh, What game are you most excited for this year? Dude, I think, uh, dude, I'm just hyped about Utah, man. Like, yeah. I freaking, I love the U. The Utah-BYU matchup? Utah-BYU, I mean, it's always, like, a good matchup. I'm not a huge BYU fan right now. I think they're, <laughs> you know, honestly, like, honestly, I hope they kind of get in the Big 12 because, like, I think it will be good for the rivalry. Yeah. You know, of course, I like, I don't want them to be in the Big 12 because I think it will help them out, like, in recruiting and other stuff like that. Yeah. And help make their team better. Yeah. But I think it will be good for the rivalry because, I mean, honestly, like, BYU right now, like their their athletic department is just like, it's just a joke, dude. And just like, would they go both for football and basketball? I'm not sure. I think I, that would be better for them. Yeah, because 
you can't be an independent anymore unless it's like you have a Notre Dame name and even they couldn't really do it, you know? Yeah. So it, I just don't think yeah. independence is a good move in college sports anymore. Yeah, it definitely isn't. It hasn't worked out for BYU really. I mean, they're getting the schedule big time conference or big time uh, big time teams, but like mm-hmm. they just don't have the talent to, to really compete with them. They got a brutal schedule this year. Yeah. <clears throat> got a new coaching staff, really unexperienced. Yeah. I don't know, it should be interesting. They could ease very easily start out one in five, one in six, honestly in my opinion. And mm-hmm. it's I don't know. I think I think everyone too. It's like everyone outside the state of Utah and like Idaho, mm-hmm. and like the uh, the Mormon bubble. Like, no one really cares about BYU. <laughs> <laughs> no one like. So I mean, yeah. I think it'd be good for like national like recognition if they got to like a, a Power Five conference. Yeah. Good for good for the the BYU Utah rivalry. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But I'm pretty I'm pretty stuck about Utah's team this year. I think. Uh, I think if we figure out a quarterback that can uh, actually do some stuff, throw the ball downfield, and then some receivers that can, can, can that can help <laughs> help <laughs> the quarterback catch the situation ball. catch the ball, you know, get open. I think uh, Utah that can be really good because the defensive line probably one of the best in the country. Yeah, top three definitely. Secondary is like, good again. Secondary, they're returning everyone in the secondary. They're good. We got. I mean, linebacker was like a, a point of uh, concern going into a fall camp, but uh-huh. from what I've heard so far, it's uh, they got really two two really good JUCO uh, linebackers that are looking to do some really b- good things. Mm-hmm. Um, returning all five starters on the offensive line, mm-hmm. um, bringing back Joe Williams as a running back, he's going to be good. And from what I've heard, they got uh, Zach Moss and Devonta Henry Cole, two freshmen that are. Uh, doing big things in fall camp already. Yeah. Uh, Troy McCormick and running back position two, the speed circuit to the outside. So honestly, like if they figure out like a quarterback, wide receiver position, uh, position groups, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they'll be good. I'm, st- I'm pretty stoked for this season actually. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good to get back into Rice Eccles. Um, yeah. well, we gotta go. Thank you so much for being on. Any last words that you have? No, I think uh, thanks for having me on. No Appreciate problem. It. No problem. We'll talk with you soon. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Again, check out all the stuff we have um, on the new start on newstargazer.com. Uh, go check out the Johnny Manziel column, the Trump versus Clinton uh, column, and I'll have a new Suicide Squad column dropping probably tomorrow. So look out for that. Check out the clothes that we have out. And once again, this show was brought to you by thenugget.com. That is the N-U-G-G-I-T.com, thenugget.com. Uh, go check them out. A lot of cool stuff. And we'll be talking with you soon. Peace.